Welcome to the Web Design Brisbane podcast, the daily podcast dedicated to helping you grow your business online with a brilliant website. Learn about the advantages of custom web design, tailored web development, and strategic web marketing with expert advice for business owners and entrepreneurs in Brisbane, Australia. Join Brisbane locals Saul Edmonds and Gillian Smith from Roundhouse, the creative agency, as they chat about these topics and so much more. Are you ready to grow your business with a brilliant website? Let's get started. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Web Design Brisbane podcast. This is episode number 18, and today's episode is entitled Affordable Websites Brisbane. My name is Saul Edmonds, and as usual, I'm joined by the lovely Gillian Smith. Good morning, Saul. It looks like being a nice day today. Oh, beautiful day. Lovely. We are the co-founders and creative directors of Roundhouse, the creative agency, a local business with a passion for helping our clients grow. Over to you, Jill. Okay, well, today we'll talk about affordable website design services in Brisbane, Queensland. We have what you need to know about affordable website solutions that will grow your business. If you're looking for a budget-friendly website that ticks all the boxes, we've got you covered with useful tips and advice for totally affordable websites that will deliver big without breaking the bank. So let's get started. Yeah, let's. Okay, everyone likes to save money, but in particular, with regards to your business website, you don't want to compromise on quality. The key advice here is to simplify your goals. So what features should an affordable business website include? So we've got a checklist here of elements that you you want to ensure that are uh, within your small business website when you start that project. So first of all, you want to ensure that the website is really an online showcase for your business, your products and your services. What have you got to say there, Saul? Yeah, that's right. So it's still, regardless, instead of say, if you um, if you wanted an affordable website and you, uh, for whatever reason, you came to the realization it was going to be a particular price, um, your content was you know two or three times um, the size of of what you might be able to afford. You can still actually quite effectively, if need be, um, scale some of that information down. And sometimes the end result is also that you work out a more optimal way to show it, which can actually have... It be a positive. It can actually be a positive too, all depending on, on what that is. If you've got um, a purely informational site, it's not really that hard. You can clarify things very, very simply, um, which like we just said, can actually be of um, an advantage really. Okay, well that brings us to the next point which is you want to make sure that your website is tailored to meet the needs of your audience. It needs to be customer-centric. Yeah, that's right. So by customer-centric, what do we actually mean by that? That you, um, in terms of the copy that you have on your site- and the visuals, but if we're talking specifically about the copy that's going to be on there, it, it's still speaking to your audience. So in in order to work out how to do that, you first need to know your audience. Know your audience. You have to identify even who they are, um, and if that's mainly a group of people, but it's also broad, then it might be a little bit, you know, a more uh, generic in in flavor, but still working that out. I guess everyone needs to know their target market. Yeah, and you still have to have a plan, even if you're going to be 
writing it if you're not going to um, hire somebody to write the copy for you, mm-hmm. um, which is, of course, extra cost involved. I guess that brings us to the next point, which is strategic design. So do you need to be strategic when you're thinking about your website? Yeah, you should always be strategic in anything like this, anything that relates to your business because ultimately, um, first of all, it's going to save you a bit of time too. If you've got some some sort of plan in place for how you're going to approach it, at least you've got something to refer back to. You know, it, as, as you start to roll out, um, how are you going to implement that into your site with the look and feel, um, how, how that is aligned with your brand if, if you've got one already or if you need to do that. But at least you, you can refer back to something and say, are we still on track? Okay, well, the next key recommendation addresses branding. So you want to make sure that there's a consistency in branding across your website. Yeah, that's right. So that comes like... If we're talking just about the visual elements, that can just be down to the colors, the fonts that you use. A, a, a largely, a largely overlooked element of that, which has um, a very subtle but important part, are the fonts that you actually use. Fortunately, these days we've got a, a lot of great options for web fonts that don't have to be in the form of images, that they're real fonts that you can use on your website that can, can be, be read by search engines. Yeah, and they can be read by search engines with um, actual text, which is a Im- important, adds a little extra layer of uniqueness to your site um, and all those pieces of the puzzle um, with a great clear layout and visual appeal really do the trick. So to make sure that your website really delivers, you also want to make sure that you have clear calls to action. Yeah, exactly. You want to tell people what you want them to do. So a clear call to action could be a button Yeah. that says, yeah, let's get started, click here, yeah, phone number. Learn more. You know, a range of different things that, that don't necessarily don't think of calls to action as as they don't have to be overly salesy. It's not necessarily about that. It's about encouraging people to interact with your site. Helping yeah. out people. Okay, now another key element of an effective website, uh, whatever your budget is fast loading pages. Speed is important, isn't it, Saul? Yeah, it is. So that comes down to the images that you use, how well those images are optimized for the web. Despite the fact that we've got great fast internet these days, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't have really well optimized images, not with um, losing quality so they don't look any good, but you can quite easily have both these days, even with quite large images like full screen images. So fast loading pages are for your customers and also for Google. Yeah, for Google too, because Google is um, is using methods that it's using to simulate um, what what means a, a trusted site. And part of that is that it's going to be a good experience for users. So it's trying to trying to simulate that um, therefore a user won't want to wait. Therefore a fast loading site is part of a good experience for a user. Therefore, so Google's it's a good actually site. trying to deliver customer service there by preferencing fast loading sites in their own Googleish way. Yes. yes. 
Okay, this one is really important. You have to make sure that your new business website is mobile and tablet friendly. friendly. Yeah, fortunately, fortunately um, really all sites with the exception of you know, some some people who use old methods to build sites, but virtually any site that you have built these days is a responsive site, meaning that it's going to be mobile and tablet friendly and it'll adapt to the screen that you're looking at it on. And uh, also to make sure your website really delivers, it needs to be optimized for search engines, for SEO. Yeah, so being optimized means that you tick a range of criteria that Google give to web designers to um, tell them what you should be doing, ideally, a range of little rules that you should be doing to have a well-optimized site. So it's not only about the wording and the terms that you use to create a good match with people who are searching for your services, but it's also about how it's actually built and things like fast loading pages, if it's mobile friendly and so forth. And remember, you never create content for Google, okay? It must always be, that's secondary. You have to always create your content for your target user. Yeah, that's and right. And serve them first. Okay, and another final tip here is make sure that your website is built on an easy-to-use content management system. Yeah, that's right. So everybody, um, you'll find there's... You know, even if you've got a content management system, people don't necessarily always want to change the content on their site. Even though it's a great idea to do that and to have a blog, there's a lot of advantages to that, which we'll speak about no doubt in in some other podcasts. But to have it there in the first place is really handy. It makes quick um, changes that need to be made easy and you can add on other features and other elements to it also very easily as it grows. So what content management systems do you find that you generally work with? We work generally with WordPress and then WooCommerce as the e-commerce component of WordPress and then also Squarespace. And then where required, we'll build custom content management systems and websites where either of those two platforms don't allow us to do that for some reason. But most of the time, uh, it would be a WordPress website because of the range of options and flexibility that it gives us design and development-wise for clients. Okay, well, I guess at the end of the day, what we're trying to say here is that you want to make sure that any affordable website solution that you go with has to be strategic. Yeah, Owning a strategic website is really going to deliver the real-world results we all want. Yeah, so an, an affordable site still doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be um, have have no no features or no you know future growth. It just means that you know you you know you could rethink um, how you were going to do that in this initial stage but it still has the options for it to grow in the future as your business grows as well. And that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much yet again for listening. 
Before we go, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback. Also, if you'd like to read the transcript of this episode, please visit our website at roundhouse.cc forward slash web hyphen design. We're on a journey to help local Brisbane businesses grow their opportunities online and exceed their goals. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Today's session of the Web Design Brisbane podcast has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe for more daily web design and web marketing strategies to help you grow your business and realize your dreams. And don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best daily content possible. We'll see you tomorrow here at the Web Design Brisbane podcast.